Petersfield's Shine Radio. Hello, I'm Claire Venice. And I'm Geoff Lacey. As our summer break continues... We turn a bit sporty in this week's... Peapod. If you love Petersfield... I love the square. The hangers. The open-air swimming pool. Lots of fun shops. Then the Peapod loves you. It's just a nice town. Everything Petersfield is in the Peapod. With Claire Venice and Geoff Lacey. Thank you for joining us in the Peapod. Welcome to the third of our August summer holiday Peapods. This week, we're bringing you a sporty vibe. We revisit the open-air swimming pool, the Newman Collard Tennis Club in Lys, and the Petersfield Town Juniors at their end-of-season tournament. Susie mentions her walk on the wild side at the upcoming Petersfield Walking Festival, and those bloopers just keep on coming. We end the Peapod with a song from local musician Joe Johnson and Far From You. The P stands for Petersfield. Petersfield is special to me. The Peapod. Last year, Petersfield's open-air pool opened for the season with a newly refurbished pool. But Covid restrictions played their part and although the pool was open, it was a challenging season. Head of the Board of Trustees at the open-air pool is Linda Knutson and she joins us now with high hopes for 2022. Hello Linda, can't believe believe it's been 12 months since we were here last. It's amazing isn't it and welcome back to the pool, it's lovely to have you on such a sunny day. Yeah, it's a much better day than we were last year absolutely freezing it was cold so how was 2021 for you it was a season that was reasonably good given the circumstances the start of the season up until mid-july we were very much uh, restricted to the number of people that we could have in the pool at any one time it was only really 25 people and that doesn't give us enough turnover to actually warrant a, a sustainable business but after july when the covid restrictions were lifted we were allowed to go back up to to the the maximum bather load of the pool and it was popular although the weather wasn't fantastic. But all in all, we we broke even, and for us, that was a success. Now, this is the first meet and greet here for a number of years, Linda. What does it mean to you and the rest of the people who work at the pool to be able to do this again? Oh, this is fantastic. We're absolutely delighted to welcome everybody here and operate in the way that we remember, you know, up to 2019. Um, The trustees have worked exceptionally hard um, and we've really worked um, to try and and make it the the, the place it is. We understand that it's most dearly loved in part of the community. It really is in the heart of Petersfield and it's so fantastic to be open up again and and to welcome back all the swimmers. It's, It's a great day for us. So last year you had quite a few restrictions. Have they all been lifted now? Yes, exactly. Yes, they have. Uh, as, as the government has said, there's no, there's no need to, to have any, any restrictions in place. But we will be having hand sanitizers around the place and we will encourage people to have a shower before entering the pool and to keep distances really where you can. But the beauty of being in an open air space is that we, we, we're not under any sort of uh, worries necessarily about a close contact with each other or the spread of, 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 any, uh, of COVID-19. Now, the pool looks so enticing this morning. It's cold, though. That's <laughs> it, <laughs> it looks nice, but yeah, good point. When does the pool actually open and what hours? It's opening um, at 9am on uh, Saturday, April 30th. Um, and so we are getting prep- prepped for that. So although the pool looks beautiful and uh, we still need to do the... the uh, uh, chemicalisation to get it up to, to scratch in terms of water clarity um, and of course the boilers will be switched on in about um, a week's time it takes about two weeks to get us up to up to temperature the first week may be a little bit chilly but certainly by uh, the, the first week of May, the bank holiday, it will be up to temperature for definite And what 
can people look forward to this year at the pool? Well, we're very proud to say that this year is our 60th anniversary. So the pool was opened and created in 1962. And so for in our 60th year, we plan to have a big celebration. And the event, although it's not completely planned yet, we do know that we're going to have it on uh, Saturday, uh, June the 4th, which is the Jubilee weekend. So we're going to be part of the festivities that are happening in the town for the Jubilee. Um, so we'll be having some sort of birthday event at the pool on that day. Mm. Now you That's had good. a couple of years ago, because I know it was covered on Shine Radio, you had a summer solstice event. Yes. Will that be happening this year? We do plan to do that, yes, oh. and it'll be an evening swim. What's even better is that since the refurbishment of the pool, we have actually installed LED lights underneath the, well, actually halfway down the, the pool. So it will be lit from, from below and that would look magical in the evening. So, yes, we will certainly invite uh, people to come and have a swim up to midnight on the summer solstice. Now, obviously you, you need to raise money throughout the year. Have you got any uh, events lined up to raise money for the pool? Any? Well, there's a number of ways that you can support the pool. Um, at the moment, you can buy a brick, which is um, a scheme where you can come in and get a, uh, a placard with your name on it for £30 or, or donate more if you, if you so choose. And these bricks are lined up on the small walls around the outside of the pool and it's there forever um, as a supporter of the pool. There's also a 200 club, which is like a, a, a lottery type uh, thing where you pay £3 every month for um, a chance to win uh, a sum of money um, and then fundraising events will be, happen will be happening in due course but we haven't necessarily worked out exactly what we're going to be doing um, but yes we, we fundraise in lots of different ways we apply for grants through the national lottery through the local councils um, and then also we, we shake a tin in the high street sometimes so we do an array of different things to fundraise but also by fundraising we're also trying to um, get people to, to understand that the pool is here. Sometimes they miss it, even though it's, it's in a central location. Um, and just to make people aware that we have such a wonderful facility in Petersfield. Now, I think we can glide nicely into two gentlemen who are standing to our right. It's Dave and Chris from the Round Table, who have actually been raising money for the pool. Hello. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> welcome, welcome. Now, I believe you did some fundraising for the pool from your fireworks evening is that right that's right so so we um as a round table organization for uh, men between the age of 18 and 45 um and we raise funds for local um charities and organizations and we, we do that primarily through uh the fireworks uh which for a couple of years because of covid we weren't able to hold but last november we we did and had a good turnout the other uh, charitable um or uh, fundraising thing that we do is the Petersfield Up and Down Cycle Race, which again we ran, uh, is coming up in July. And um, this enables us to um, support um, excellent organisations like this. And the other event we run, of course, is the Santa Sleigh, which we ran in December, which was very successful across multiple stops in town. So uh, that's another fun event as well. And you're here today to present Linda and the pool with a cheque that you've raised. Now, how much is the cheque? So the, the cheque for today is for £1,800 and, and I believe that's uh, going to be used to um, buy some benches for the pool, is that right? Yes, that's right. We're going to buy some more picnic benches uh, to match the ones that we currently have and uh, we're going to obviously put a little plaque there to, to know that the, it, the money has been raised by the people of Petersfield through the round table.
Yeah, we, we thought we've supported yourself in the past uh, over a number of years with different uh, funds to help you with your heating and stuff like that. So we, so we always look forward to uh, supporting the uh, outdoor pool. It's such a you know, great community asset, so uh, it's good stuff. And we're very grateful, so thank you very much, Roundtable. Now, I believe, Dave, you've just handed over the reins to Chris as chairman. Is that that's, right? That's right, yes. I, I was the chairman for last year and the previous year, uh, but this Thursday I handed over the reins to my uh, vice... I was, he's, he's been my vice for a number of years, so much that I've called him Miami. But, um, yeah, no, Chris took over for me on Thursday night, and uh, Chris has got a number of exciting events coming up over the year, and also trying to expand uh, our membership with uh, Roundtable. So and if anyone's interested in Roundtable, as Chris has outlined, they can find out more on our Facebook site. Just look, uh, site, type in Pittsfield Roundtable or PRT299. And there's also our equivalent in town, uh, Lady Circle as well. So just type in Lady Circle in Facebook and you'll find that group as well. Excellent. Well, congratulations, Chris. Thank you very much. Thank you for joining us today. And uh, as always, lovely to talk to you too, Linda. Thank you very much, Claire. The P stands for Petersfield. It's a lovely area, lovely people, lovely atmosphere. The Peapod. Many a blooper was made at the open air pools recording, and we couldn't let this one stay in the dark. Apologies to Chris Castle. Peapod bloopers. And you're here today to present Linda and the pool with a cheque that you've raised. Now, how much is the cheque? So the cheque is for £18,000. <laughs> No, um, uh, oh, I wish it was. Sorry, eight hundred. Wait, let's go out. Sorry, it's all edited. Don't worry. I'll ask you a question <laughs> again. <laughs> Linda's fainted. <laughs> Linda's going on holiday. <laughs> you took that extra note off, though. Susie is in Durford Wood in May and prepares for the upcoming Petersfield Walking Festival, taking place from August the twentieth until the twenty seventh. I'm in one of my favourite places, Durford Wood, and we're just in a gap where I recorded one of my Covid specials. Um, I felt like I was completely alone in the world, and I'm happy to say that there are still very few walkers, but the ones I meet are generally really pleasant. And I'm looking at sort of navy blue hills in front of me, the downs of course, recognisable and thinking that very soon we're going to go public if we haven't already on the um, Peaceful Walking Festival that's been brilliantly put together with some fascinating walks and I can't remember all of them here so I might just record a little codicil at the end of this walk but looking at this I just think what a spectacular place to have a walking festival and if you're new to the South Downs or if you love them as much as I do, there's really something for everyone. I'm particularly interested in one that seems to have something to do with food, so I'm going to check that out. But if you want to know more, there's a whole Facebook page as well as a website. But if you check it out on Facebook, and I know lots of you who listen are also on Peacefield Pulse, so I'll try and share something on that. But just, I've chosen a fairly flat one for dogs as well, um, because I would, wouldn't I? But I just want it to be as accessible as I can possibly make it for people and walking at sort of regular pace. Um, but there are others that are much more challenging. So if you're used to map reading or, you know, walking for miles a day, that would be brilliant. Because 
you know, as I keep saying, I pinch myself how really fortunate we are to live here. And I, you know, my mum used to say to me, oh, you don't know how lucky you are having this on the doorstep because of living in, you know, a fairly built-up bit of Portsmouth. And I probably didn't. I probably just took it all for granted and wondered where the next ice cream was coming from. But I think something of it goes in. And now I feel as if it's sort of the warp and weft of my DNA. I feel as if I was born here, in fact. Maybe I was born in the wrong place. That's entirely possible. I mean, after all, if you're born opposite a cemetery, it's going to be a bit wrong, isn't it? Um, But here I am, and here is rain come out of there in amongst the newly sprung ferns. It seems like a minute ago they were brown and dead and horrible. And um, and here they are springing up. Not, it has to say, my absolute favourite thing, because I get a terrible rash. Um, but, you know, it's OK. And the honeysuckle's out. And, um, well, what a view. The sun has just shafted down, so the navy blue hills are suddenly entirely lit with a, like a chalky field and bobbled navy blue um possibly trees at this range but i want to say hedges because they don't look that tall oh maybe you heard it that was a huge bumblebee and um and i'm gonna search i've i've heard a cuckoo so often here i was half hoping that you'd hear it but i'm going to go in search of one because the infallible one is at langley and I heard it yesterday. So I'm going to try for next week's walk, which will have very much a 50s theme. But anyway, I'll finish this off at home and be able to give you a few more details. Well, I promised that when I got back home, I'd give you a little rendition of the things I'm really interested in on the walks in the walking festival. So you won't be at all surprised to hear that we have many wonderful vineyards um, that attract me and also foraging, um, being taken round and shown nature's larder. That also looks fantastic, but also forest bathing and natural mindfulness. I think we all need quite a lot of that at the moment. Um, But there's everything for everybody. There's our splendid churches and I bet not everybody knows all of them um so you know have a look in facebook there's there's plenty more i just didn't want to just give you a great list but um do have a look and keep your eyes peeled and you can sign up for the walks in june enjoy your week the first ever petersfield walking festival is approaching on foot this is susie wilde The Petersfield Walking Festival includes more than 40 guided walks around our area and on the 27th of August you can join me in my Labrador rain for an easy walk from Sheet to Durley Marsh and then beside the river into Petersfield. Find information about all the walks including Shine Radio's Wild Walk in aid of the Rosemary Foundation Hospice at Home at petersfieldwalkingfestival.co.uk Support Petersfield's Shine Radio and the Rosemary Foundation in the Petersfield Walking Festival. Dogs are welcome and I hope to see you on Saturday the 27th of August.
Peapod bloopers. I, I, I do have a suit. I had it when I was a bit thinner, so it, would, it wouldn't do me any favours, and I'd probably get locked up if I were in here. <laughs> You'll be fine, Josh. You'll be fine. I'm not sure how I'm feeling about this early morning swim that we've proposed now, Thomas. <laughs> The P stands for Petersfield. I can't believe that we live in such a idyllic place. The Peapod. The Newman Collard Tennis Club in Lys was formed in 1969 by a group of enthusiastic tennis players. Just over 50 years later, in 2020, the club was named Club of the Year in the East Hampshire Sports Awards. This small, family-friendly tennis club encourages people of all ages to join, with mixed sessions during the week and fun tournaments throughout the year. Chair of the committee, Andy Gray, joins us now to tell us more. Hello, Andy. Hello. How are you? I'm fine, thanks. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. A lovely day. Uh, it is, isn't it? Yeah. A lovely day for tennis. So, tell us a little bit about uh, the club. Uh, well, I think you've said it all, really. We were, we were formed, uh, you know, we've been here just over 50 years ago. Uh, we were Hampshire and Isle of Wight uh, LTA Tennis Club in 2019 as well, and we've won uh, another award this year for our iPlay 30 uh, sort of inclusive tennis programme with uh, Liss Infant School and their SEN unit. Um, and all the awards are, uh, have been for really essentially encouraging participation, which is, you know, really why we're here today. And how many members have you got? Oh, you know what? I don't know. I don't really, I don't really look at that. I know we're growing. I know we're growing. We're going in the right direction, and we're and we're thriving with members across the board from four to eighty-four. So it's it, it's good. Uh, yeah, it's looking good. Now, Andy, you're chair of the club here. How long have you been chair? Uh, two, nearly three years, I think. <laughs> and how did it? How did the pandemic affect the club here? Were you able to keep going? Yeah, it, it worked out really well, actually. I mean we actually thrived more people started playing and because we were already thinking of how do we help you know beginners and adults and or, or people who might have played when they were at school 20 years ago how do we help and encourage them to get started um and so it just sort of carried on from there i mean we've got lots of really friendly welcoming members um and it, they, you know, it, it all, all sort of work together to help people join in and now here, we're here today, this afternoon, for one of your open days. Yes. It is a glorious it afternoon. It is a glorious day. How lovely. We're very lucky to have this. How many people are you expecting to come along this afternoon? Uh, we've probably got about 20 um, five to eight-year-olds, which is why poor George has had to run around and, and sort of get some more people um, <laughs> uh, to, to help. But actually, it's brilliant. I mean, you know, I mean, more people in a session makes it far far more interesting with the kids um so we probably had about 50 people registered in all but i mean some of those are parents and and may not play but i mean i'm gonna i'm gonna be down there on with the adults trying to encourage the adults to play as well because i think you know i mean a lot of our open days or, we, or a lot of our outreach events are at schools where we uh try and get kids playing but this is more of a focus on adults and and families and i think um Adults, especially or adult beginners, are sort of a, a neglected species at a tennis club. So if you know if you've been at a club for a long time, you sort of forget how intimidating it is um, for a new beginner. You know, you sort of turn up for the first time. Everybody's hitting the ball really hard. They're standing in funny positions that you don't understand. You've got a stupid scoring system. You know, it's 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 difficult, and you know, no one no one wants you know wants to look foolish. And so our job is to you know try and remove those barriers, show them that actually it's fun it's you know nothing to be scared of and you know help them start playing and do you get many older beginners four to eight eighty four yeah people do pick it up um later on as well and and it's um it is actually a game that is ideal for 
all ages and abilities. So you can do, um, you know, walking tennis now. I mean, we, we don't actually do it here because we're not, uh, we haven't quite got there yet, but, but you can do walking tennis. So it really is all ages and all abilities. Now we're heading towards the tennis season. Yes. How often is the club open now? Uh, well, we have sessions throughout the week. Um, some of our busiest sessions are... Um, sort of midweek with some of our sort of uh, longer term members and, and they're, they're really thriving so Tuesday and Thursdays we have a a, a more of an informal hit on Wednesday evenings um, where we're trying, we're trying to get some of our um, older juniors to join in as well and we have a family session on Friday evenings where we get you know juniors and their parents playing on one court and then we try and get the older juniors playing as well sort of playing tennis with other sort of you know friendly adults so uh, oh, and then a Sunday afternoon as well, and coaching on Saturday. I mean, it is, you know, you've got matches as well thrown in there. It's busy all the time. And do you have to be a member to use the course? No, you can do uh, pay and play. So you can book uh, online for 30-minute uh, intervals at a time. You just, uh, just book the court through the website, and you can turn up and play. Well, it's great talking to you, Andy. Thank you. I know you're very busy setting up, so I appreciate you taking the time to talk to us and tell us more about the club here. Oh, well, have a good afternoon. Thank you, and you. Peapod bloopers. With goggles and floaters in hand, we've come to Peetzel's open air swimming pool for their pre season meet and greet. (laughs) 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 I'm not. For, for I'm going to say that. I'm going to say it. Well, come, come on, Claire. Come on, we're, prof- we're professionals. <laughs> we're not. <though. laughs> oh dear me. I'm keeping it running because we are going to do this. Come I on. I can't remember. I don't know why I wrote that word. <laughs> <laughs> the P stands for Petersfield. I like going to the open air swimming pool and shopping. <laughs> the Peapod. The Petersfield Town Juniors Six-A-Side Tournament is the biggest Hampshire football event of the year and Penn's Place is buzzing with young football players all with their sights on a trophy. And of course it doesn't just happen overnight. Tournament Secretary Julian Chun organises his Six-A-Side Festival of Grassroots Football here at Penn's Place and he joins us now. Hello Julian, how are you? Hello Joff, I'm alright. I was a bit stressed this morning but it's starting to get a little bit better and the sun's shining as well. I'm going to start start with why (laughs) (laughs) so it's a bit of a downer to start with really so we were unfortunately let down by a number of referees who didn't turn up this morning other than that it's been phenomenal so everybody's got through the gate on time and it's been really great so far now our boys played football together and you've been at part of town juniors for years you have been organizer of this tournament for how long so this is my fifth year um with a gap of two years for covid of course so we're all a bit nervous today because this is our first time back for about three years and how long does it take to organize an event of this magnitude blimey so we probably start thinking about it in about november um and then i start issuing out all of the applications for registrations in january um hopefully getting all the teams in by around about the end of april but I'm just the easy bit sat behind a computer screen. It's all the guys that are out on the field ordering all the burgers, cooking sausages, nailing in steaks. It's constant. So it probably takes about six months from start to finish. And wow. it's a 
It's a big event. It's not just today, it's also tomorrow as well. So how many teams have you got playing here this yeah, year? Yeah, so um, so we scaled it back a little bit this year just because it's um, our first year post-COVID. Um, but we've got 308 teams from across uh, Hampshire and surrounding counties. Um, so one of our furthest travelling teams have come down from Berkshire. Um, travelled around about an hour and a half to get here this morning um, from Flatwell Heath. So big shout out to Flatwell Heath if you're listening. Um, they're a fantastic bunch of guys. Uh, but yeah, 308 teams over two days, it's, it's quite a thing. And how does that work then? How do you manage to organise all the football teams and how they play? So um, hopefully it's some clever little spreadsheet. Um, <laughs> but off the back of that, we've also got a guy from a company called Match Control um, who help us with um, automating some of the reporting of the results and the scores, etc. during the day. But in terms of setting up the fixtures up in advance, we've got some super spreadsheets that, that do some great things. So you've got a number of age groups. I can see we've got under seven boys all the way up to under 16s. That's right, yeah. So we normally split um, uh, Saturdays and Sundays according to age groups. So um, for the boys' events, Saturdays is all the odd numbers, so under 7s to under 15s. And then on Sundays we do all the even numbers, so that's under 8s to under 16s. Um, and then the girls' teams at 10, 12, 14 and 16 fit in around those, those events as well. It's good to see that girls are playing football. Have you noticed an increase in the number of girls' football teams? Yeah, definitely. So year on year, we normally flip the age groups from odds to evens, but we've, we've stopped doing that now, so we're just settling on the even age groups. Um, and particularly the 12s and 14s, we're, we're getting 16 to 20 teams apply every year, so it's really, really growing fast. That's brilliant. It's good to hear. And are the age groups more supported than others? Yes. So do you get so maybe I'm saying do you get more under eights than you do under tens? Yep. So so we tend to limit the the numbers of teams according to the age group. So um, the youngest, so under sevens and under eights, we have 24 teams of each. Then the big thrust is the ones from under nines up to under thirteens, where we have 32 teams in each age group. And then we peter out again as, as they get a bit older because, of course, they're going to 11-a-side football. There are less teams. Um, and so we drop down to about 16 teams in some of those age groups with the under-16s because they're doing GCSEs. It's always a hard one to fill. So uh, this year we've only got the eight teams, but um, normally we'd get about 16. Now, I can see close to us there are quite a few trophies <laughs> to our right and to our left. When did the trophies get given out? So, so the trophies get given out at the end of each of the age group events. Um, so uh, essentially the under sevens and under eights all get uh, a medal because it's just for fun. So there's no f- winner. They're, they're just here for fun. The other age groups, we split it into a cup and a, a plate tournament. And basically, if you, fin- if you get to the final of either of those two events, then you will get a trophy. Um, and then the team gets some big cups and some big, tr- big plates for, for the actual team to keep. Um, for the remainder of their footballing career, really. <laughs> now, are we confident there are going to be many Peaceful winners this year? Because whenever I used to be, be a part of it, we never troubled the winner's table. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so there are some, some hot favourites, actually. Um, in the uh, under-14s, we've got some really top teams. Um, we've also got, uh, in the younger, uh, younger age group, some really clever teams as well. So they've been winning some of the North East Hampshire Youth League tournaments. Um, and uh, we think they might do all right this year. So, and, and obviously the other way to do it is just to flood the competition with Petersfield teams. Yeah. <laughs> Law of averages. <laughs> so, so you've been a member, been a part of Town Juniors for a number of years. You're also a manager during the 
the main football season, is that right? Yeah, that's right. So um, I look after currently the um, Petersfield Predators who are playing under 17, under 18s at the moment. And in fact, yes, last night we were at the award ceremony in Aldershot because we won Division 3. Hooray! <laughs> but um, uh, next season will be the last season for, for us, um, we think, as under 18s. Um, and then we'll just have to see what happens after that. Yeah, because you were manager of... Our boys played in the same team. You were manager. I seem to be linesman every other week. And when we had the, uh, the awards... Town Unions Awards I think it was only four under 16 because it was GCSE four of the team turned up <laughs> yeah it's, it's really hard so with our under 17s yesterday we were meant to have nine turn up of our squad of 18 but only five turned up well it was a warm oh, night it was a hot night, <laughs> was a hot night um, and I think they had probably better things to do than sit in um, Prince's Hall in Aldershot and uh, sweat out a little bit so have you always been a fan of football did you play yourself do you know or was it from having children that got you no, interested no I, I shouldn't really say this but I don't really like football at all no. I, I don't really get it either um so so all so my my when i was a kid i used to play rugby so that was my thing um but uh, i come from the west country and so that's the thing that you do in the west country um but in terms of football i've i, I don't necessarily have any particular good tactics or or good strategies i just like motivating the guys so i, I use a kind of motivational thing rather than a tactical thing to be honest but it's it's important because all these boys and girls dream of making it big but the percentage is so small. It's really for this age group, it's all about having fun though, isn't it? That's it, what it should be. It, it is definitely about having fun. And that's what I, a part of the manager's briefings that I do at the start of each of the events. We talk about respect because that's one of the, the FA's kind of key corners of, of importance. And it's not just respect for each other, it's respect for everybody. So I've said to them, you know, don't start having a moan at other managers, other players, other parents, my family in the control tent. It's all hot, it's a bit sticky, a bit sweaty. We're all going to get a bit agitated at times, but it's just keeping it, keeping it at a, a friendly level. What we do have here, though, is because this is, this is one of the biggest in Hampshire, um, we tend to get scouts from some of the Premier League teams come around as well. So we've got guys here today from Brighton and Hove Football Club. Um, we've got uh, guys from Portsmouth, albeit not Premier League, um, and the Chelsea guys are here as well, just looking for that up-and-coming talent um, in the, for the future. Ah, that's interesting to know. Mm. Well, Julian, it's been lovely talking to you. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us on this really busy morning for you. Best of luck for the weekend. Thank you, and I hope it all goes well. Thank, Thank you very you much. Both. Cheers. And that's it for this week's third Summer Holiday Peapod. Thank you for joining us. Thanks also to Andy Gray, Linda Knutson, Julian Chun and Susie Wilde, as well as to the Shine Radio team who support the show and help to put it together. And although we're taking a summer break for August, we would still love to hear from you. We'll be planning our autumn podcast soon, so if you have a story you'd like us to cover or would just like to say hello, please get in touch. We're on 01730 for a call or a WhatsApp, or you can email team at shineradio.uk. We end this week's Peapod with a song from local musician Joe Johnson and Far From You. So from Joff and I this week, bye! bye. Where have you gone? What do you do? And what was your name? You left me with nothing. I still hear your voice. Or is it too far? If we had a choice 
Or is it too far? You walked in my life And I didn't know Still don't know why you give me this feeling. I still hear your voice, or is it too far? If we had a choice, or is it too far? Petersfield Walking Festival is approaching on foot. I'm Susie Wilde, and Rain and I will be joining Walk 42, Walk with Wheels. It's an inclusive walk for disabled and able-bodied walkers with no styles, gates or steps. And I'll be joined by John Wellsman and his guide dog. I may have my latest canine partner with me too, if she bunks off school. Petersfield's Shine Radio and the Petersfield Walking Festival. Come and meet us all on the 26th of August. <laughs> 